Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for our third live Q&A with some awesome members of our teaching team here at GT. Again, our goal tonight is to answer any of the questions that you submitted and discuss some of these hot topics that we face in our culture around being handcrafted by God to um, make a difference for God, right? That's our bottom line of this series. And so if at any point throughout um, the night you have some questions that you'd like to um, for us to discuss or any questions that you'd like for us to answer, feel free to submit your questions in the comment section wherever you're watching, either Facebook Live, GT Live. Um, just post your, your questions and comments below, and we will leave some time at the end of the night um, to go over all of those questions and if we, um, if we don't answer them already in the content that we have planned. Um, and so we kicked off a brand new series this past Sunday called Handcrafted. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I'm really excited about it. Mm -hmm. It's a five-week series. Five weeks. Yep. yep. Right? Four, we did one. We've got four left. Right? All right. <laughs> so the five-week series, if you missed it, don't worry. You're not left out. You can always go back and watch it either on our website, on our app, and on our Facebook page. But now, this is really fun. You can also listen to the sermon by downloading our podcast nice. wherever you listen to your podcast, whatever your favorite app is. I know I personally use Spotify, but um, wherever you download your podcast, you can search GT Church and listen to our sermon series. Um, we've got a lot populated there, so go back and listen if you're more of a listening type versus the, the watching it all happen. So feel free listening to type? The, the listening type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to go back and do that. Um, Definitely recommend that. Obviously recommend that. But uh, over the next couple of weeks, we will be diving into understanding our individual purpose so that we can fulfill what God has called us to. And so tonight, I'm joined, as you already saw, I'm joined by Pastors Christine and Brian here from our Westlawn campus and Pastor Eric from our Kutztown campus. And so to get the night started, I just wanted to take a second, Brian, you preached this past Sunday mm -hmm. um, to kick off the series. So can you take a second and explain why are we doing this series? Like, what, where did this come from? Why did we decide that this is something that we wanted to do with our church? Yeah, well, it's it's really important. Uh, you mentioned it in uh, your opening statements that we've been handcrafted by God uh, to make a difference for God. And that's a big deal. Uh, that's very true. We're basing it on the verse of Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. There's It's translated that the Greek word is pomia, mm -hmm. so handiwork, you know, workmanship. Uh, we talked about how we're just in the hand of God. Uh, and, and really, it's a big part of becoming a disciple and, and growing. And so I believe the win for this series in the next four weeks, even tonight, uh, is going to be for us to discover, and as we talk together, how we can know our purpose. You know, mm -hmm. how, why has God shaped us uh, the way he has? Yeah, that's such like a heavy topic, and I think it's something that everyone wants to know. I remember looking back actually at some of my old journals and there was a moment in time where I'm like, what's my purpose? What am I here for? What am I doing with my life? And we'll get to that. So, but I don't want to jump the gun, but it is going to be a great series. We have some great resources and everything we'll talk about eventually. But so, so this big word purpose, yeah, right? Like it feels so loaded. It right. feels like such a loaded question and so hard. Like how do you ever actually answer that question? So Christine, yeah. I'm going to put it all I on your shoulders. I have all shoulder. the answers, guys. Wow. Get ready. I'm so glad Here we go. that to you. I know, right? Yeah. Christine, it's, how do we find our purpose? Yeah. What does that mean? It really is a loaded question, and it is something that I think in all the years of ministry, it's probably the number one, if not maybe the top three things that people talk about is like, it's just this daunting feeling of like, okay, 
So you're telling me God has a purpose for my life. How do I figure out what it is? And sometimes I think we get so caught up because we think it's one thing. Mm. And I remember hearing Christine Kane years ago Mm. say that um, calling purpose is an evolution. Mm. And when we are faithful Mm -hmm. with what God puts in our hands right now, Mm -hmm. he will be faithful when we step out in faith, right? He will be faithful to show us the next thing and the next Mm -hmm. thing and the next thing. And so it's not one thing. It's being faithful with what God um, has given us right now. But I also think it's bigger than that, right? So Mm -hmm. that's the... That's the big thing. I think when it comes down to the one thing, the one thing is to make Jesus famous, Mm -hmm. right? To bring hope to a lost and broken world um, and to help people find and follow Jesus. That's our core, like, shared purpose as followers of Jesus Christ. How my expression of that and how I live that out, and and I have to discover it, right? And so you have to look to God and to the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of great self-help books out there, and we're using a great book um, to help us. But I think ultimately it's looking to God and the Holy Spirit to say, show me, right? Mm -hmm. And it's listening to our lives and listening to um, the way that he has uniquely shaped us um, and recognizing that he's uniquely shaped us Mm -hmm. and then leaning into that and saying, okay, God, what is it that I'm supposed to do? How have you uniquely wired me to equip me for what you've called me to do next? Mm -hmm. Um, And if I could just jump in there, Christine, to say, I I mentioned this Sunday, sometimes we shy away from that uniqueness. I'm glad Mm -hmm. you brought that up because sometimes we just in our nature just shy away from that. We want to fit in, be like everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, but we absolutely. need to celebrate the fact that God's handcrafted us in a very unique way. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, God didn't, it's exciting to think, but it can be scary. God didn't give us a purpose to burden us. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's what it can feel mm-hmm. like. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier. I think we all, at some point in our life, question, what is our purpose? Yeah. I mean, it's a heavy, it can feel like a heavy question, mm-hmm. but I want everybody to know that that God gave us all a purpose, but it wasn't to burden us, to mm. walk around with this heaviness of, right. of what it is. Because also with that purpose, he's given us gifts. Mm. Right. So as you were saying, so I, yeah. I just wanted to And say I that. think sometimes a lot of, it, it's interesting, my 22-year-old son called me from Canada the other day and he was like, Mom, I'm just so frustrated with myself because I don't know like what exactly it is I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And I was like, mm. he's like, I'm 22 years old. And I was like, <laughs> You know how many 50-some you know, uh, yeah. year olds still feel yeah. that way? Right. Like, exactly what am right. I doing? And I think, though, the secret is we, ha- we don't take the time mm-hmm. to get away with God, to listen mm-hmm. to God, mm-hmm. and to really ask ourselves yeah. some powerful questions and mm-hmm. work through some exercises yeah. to discover who we uniquely are. We're just so busy doing the mundane and the day in mm-hmm. and day out. Yeah, um, and I think that's it. Yeah, and I think that's what our culture dictates too, mm-hmm. right? Like think about the and we're gonna get into this a little bit later, but think about the natural evolution of life, right? Like you go through grade school and then you get to high school, you graduate yep. high school and then you're going to college, you have to ch- decide what you're doing in college mm-hmm. and for the rest of your life at the age of eighteen when you mm-hmm. when you are like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's countercultural to yeah. just pause and be st- be still and quiet and, and really ponder that. And- but who also at the age of eighteen Unless you've really been following Christ your whole life, but who else at the who else at the age of eighteen is like, hmm? Yeah. Well, and I, I'll I say this too. <laughs> I, I think this needs to be said, and this, this is a good conversation. Is that I think sometimes when we think of purpose, mm-hmm. we think of doing something right? mm-hmm. automatically. Right. It's what we do. Right. I, I just want to emphasize here: it's important that we are being something. Mm. It's not just what you do; it's who you are. That's a great. The Bible has r- tons of scriptures that say this is the will of God: that you'll walk in purity, mm-hmm. that you'll walk with character. So, doing is a big part of the purpose, yeah. but so is being. And we right. often say being is more important than doing. Yeah. You know, and you've got to have yeah. that. So that's and another piece. That's of exactly it. what I was going to say. I think the being is more important 
to figure that out first, mm -hmm. who you are, mm -hmm. and that will lead into your purpose. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think when you talked about um, from an 18-year-old uh, perspective, I think one of the greatest gifts that we can give to our kids is to be a student of them. Mm. and help them mm -hmm. discover who they are, help mm -hmm. them discover their natural talents and abilities, their personality, their spiritual gifts. And we just heard a story of a, an eighth grader this past Sunday mm -hmm. um, who took the spiritual gifts test. Mm -hmm. um, at, and then she went up to Pastor Scott Noggle at the end and was like, look, these are my spiritual gifts. So excited to mm -hmm. discover that God gave her gifts. Yeah. And now she's like, and how do I use these? How do I put these in? And what is this so mean? I think that's a great gift <laughs> yeah. we can give yeah. as leaders and as parents yeah. to for our kids yep. is to like celebrate who God uniquely created mm -hmm. them to be and not try to make them to be like us or think there's something wrong with them if they're not like us. That's mm -hmm. that's a huge part. Very yeah. common. Yeah. It's so cool to hear that in an eighth grader. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you know, and, and I'm so proud of this church that you know, we're able to give people the tools to find that out, yeah. you know, because I mean, eighth grade, junior high, you're trying to find your identity and all these things. And, and like her life was, that changed her life, yeah. you know, yeah. so that's just so oh, cool. And over the years, I, I cannot tell you how many people have said, oh, I, you know, there may be in their forties or fifties to say, I wish I'd have known this when yes. I was 18. That's right. If only I would have known this, but I just want to say, if you're listening tonight, it doesn't matter if you're 18, 45, right. just you need to start now and let right. God yeah. reveal that to you. Yeah. It's a very powerful and thing. Being here with us tonight, or even if you're joining us on a Sunday for this series over the next four weeks, like that's a huge step yeah. too. Um, so I encourage you in that for mm -hmm. sure. Um, so we talk a lot in the language that we use as a church. We talk a lot about your purpose and we've mentioned it like at least 50 times so far in like two seconds. So <laughs> we talk a lot about your purpose, but we also talk a lot about your calling, mm -hmm. right? So what, were, what are you called to? And what's your purpose? So yeah. Eric, can you help us understand the difference between yeah. a call versus a purpose? And what is it? What do well, they look like? I'll do my best. I think this, <laughs> like this, putting you on the spot. Well, I think the the word calling is similar to purpose mm -hmm. it, in the church world. It can be scary. It can be heavy. Um, I think there's some misunderstanding uh, to the what you're calling. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember me thinking that fact. It was five years before I felt a nudge into the pastoral position. Mm -hmm. I was a Christian for five years. It was around the age of 23, and really, I was just living my life. I was serving. I was finding out what my gifts were through serving, mm -hmm. right? And I like what you said, Christine, we don't take the time to get alone. Mm -hmm. And it was, I, I was going to say something, but I knew I, I would have a chance now. It was in an alone time when I was able to really hear. Now, I didn't hear the audible voice of God, but I felt this nudge, this mm -hmm. direction, just this clear indication to my spirit that this is what God has created me for. Mm -hmm. Now it was up to me if I was going to walk in that direction in my calling. Mm -hmm. So I, I've heard I, you say, I'm sorry, can I just mm -hmm. say, because I've heard you say before, like when you were doing that, you came alive, like something yep. inside of you just came yep. alive. That's an indication, right? Yeah. There was uh, the, the pastor, there was a specific sermon that he talked about the holy discontent. And it, mm -hmm. it was through that sermon, through the worship, then we sought God to find out what is our holy discontent. Mm -hmm. And it was so immediately clear to me that it was working with young people, mm -hmm. without a doubt. And the reason it was that, it was because in my junior high years is when I was at that fork in the road, and I took the wrong, I took the wrong road. Mm -hmm. 
And so my thought was, if I could take the gifts and the passion that God has given me, and I can encourage teenagers at that age where I took the wrong road to take the other road, that's a win right yeah. there. That's mm-hmm. a win. Even one kid, if I can help him build his foundation on Christ and not the world, that's a win. And, yeah. and yeah. it's what lit my fire inside. So um, I wish I could say that, that God would audibly call you. He didn't me. I, I don't know of anybody that he has. Um, I will say this. Let me just say this about as you were talking, calling. When we talk about calling, you know, the Bible talks to all of us about a calling. Mm-hmm. Like we're all called to bear fruit right. and fruit that remains. So I think we do sometimes associate calling only with ministers or those who felt yep. a call to preach. And that is simply not true. We're all called to bear fruit, to grow, yep. and to produce things for God because uh, he's made us to do that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was reading... Um, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the Apostle Paul talks about um, the church being a body. And, and I just love the way he describes that. He describes the church, the, the believers, um, as one body, and no part is insignificant. Mm-hmm. Not, not the toe, not the little toe. They all have mm-hmm. to work together in unison for the greater purpose. And so, you, you know, the head isn't more important than the foot. And, and I just love that mm-hmm. because we can sometimes, you know, why wasn't I called to be a pastor? Right. Well, listen, if, if you have, you know, the gift of administration, which I don't, that's a great <laughs> gift to have, yeah. you know. So they, all the gifts work together, and, it, and it's a beautiful thing when they do. So can I, I'll just say this, too. Uh, you may be listening tonight. You're a small group leader. Mm. Um, I think, again, we always think of the pastoral gifts, which are a part of the motivational gifts of Ephesians 4, apostles, prophet, pastors, teacher. When you're leading a small group, when you have people in your home and you're praying for them and you're caring for them and you're teaching, you're using pastoral giftings. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're called to do that full time. Right. Mm-hmm. You may not stand up in front of hundreds or thousands and preach, mm-hmm. but that pastoral gifting, I find, it, that's something I grew in my understanding at GT. I thought, that person has pastoral giftings. Yeah. Yep. They just love people and they care for people. They're shepherding that small group. So mm-hmm. just be aware of that. It's, uh, that's really an important part, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and I think that you touched on something really important there too. And, and you've said this before as well already tonight, but I think it's so important to go back and just say that your calling and your purpose isn't always going, it's not necessarily full-time ministry where you are. You could be in right. a job that you feel is so mundane and so... Like, why am I doing this? But you have the opportunity to meet people and talk to people about Jesus or like to be kind when most people are mean, like, you know, you know what I mean? So you have, it can be in those small, and that's not less important than someone who's called Mm -hmm. to full-time ministry. It's all. It's exactly right. There's there's a quote by A.W. Tozer and I love it. It says, it is not what a man does that determines whether his work is sacred or secular is why he does it. Mm. The motive is everything. Let a man mm. sanctify the Lord God in his heart, and he can thereafter do no common act. So that means everything we do. And then Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart yep. as if you're doing it unto the Lord and not mm. man. Everything we do then is sacred mm. yeah. if and our that, motive is right. And that's really our calling as a Christ right. follower mm-hmm. right there. That's right. That's right. our calling. Mm-hmm. And, and I was thinking of calling and purpose, you know, I was thinking of, of the purpose of Christ when he came to earth, right? It was to glorify his father right. and it was to serve others, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He didn't come to be served, but to serve others. Mm-hmm. So our purpose should be the same as his, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I just love that. Again, it, it's, it shouldn't be difficult. 
-hmm. It shouldn't be difficult. It's it's actually pretty easy when we realize what our gifts Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know you know what I think we often do? We segment our life. So church on Sunday, Mm -hmm. uh, and then Monday is a different day. Or I'm having my devotions. uh, And I've said for years, like it's not about devotion. It's 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 about devotion, not devotion. So you're you're devoted. So when you're eating dinner with your family and you're talking to your kids or your wife. That's devoted. That's, That's as right. devoted as when God's talking to you through the word. Mm-hmm. I think it, it is. It's no matter, it's that quote, like no matter what we're doing, if mm-hmm. it's for the purpose of God, it's, uh, yeah. it's the right reason. Yeah. We had someone actually along this line submit a question. Um, they said, it fe- I feel it's been hard to find my purpose in life, even through prayer mm-hmm. and trying out different ventures. How and when? Can I be certain that I'm using my gifts in the correct way? So we talk, to, we talked a lot about purpose and calling, mm-hmm. but how do we know then that we're using them, right? Because I think that there, I, when I even just personally think back on some things in my life, like I can see how I'm using them now, mm-hmm. but like, how do I, how, mm-hmm. help? Christine <laughs> <laughs> right. would be glad like to help that. you out. How yes, can we yes. be certain that we're using our, not just yeah. using them, but using them in the correct way? Yeah. yeah. What was the first part of that question? Um, I feel it's been hard to find my purpose in life, even through prayer and trying out different ventures. Yeah. How and when can I be certain that I'm using my gifts in the correct way? Yeah. So I think that there's the biggest thing is that sometimes, depending on how we're wired, we mm-hmm. think it's, it, we're black and white, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, am I doing the right thing or am I doing the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. And really, I think sometimes it's just, there is no right or wrong. There's not, I mean, obviously, clearly there is, right? If you're sinning and you're living, look, okay, right. that's, but we're not going to, that's not what we're talking about, right? Talking so, about in this yeah, conversation. Right. And so, <laughs> so sometimes what I think it is a lot of, lot of trial and error, right? There have been things that I have done, you've made me do, right? Like, just like, you, <laughs> you know, like, that come guy, on, right? you're going to do this. And, or that other people have asked me to do, and I've stepped into it and felt like, mm, yeah. nope, nope. And you know, like, I... Yeah. And well, sometimes said on Sunday, that's what you did well, to her. I did. <laughs> just as a reminder. I did. And it was huge in her life. Paying it forward, I think some people call that. Sometimes, you, had, you had confidence yeah, in her. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite things to do is to help people step and that's stretch, right. right? Take a step, stretch your faith, because then God shows up, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you do that and you realize that's not in my wheelhouse. I'm not supposed to do that. Some people stay there. So good for you to the, to the person who submitted that question because you're asking the right question. Some people stay in a, in a space that, that where they're not using their gifts and they don't have peace. And then yeah. what happens is because you said yes and you stayed, you robbed somebody else of the blessing mm-hmm. of flowing in their gifts, yeah. right, and using their shape. And, and sometimes I, I think it's almost like we're, we live like this um, kind of counterfeit life. Right. Because we don't take the time and now we're just kind of going through the motions and we're or we're looking we're, or we paralyze, we get paralyzed mm-hmm. because we're looking for that perfect thing mm-hmm. when it's sometimes just stepping in a direction and realizing, oh, nope, that's not it. And then, of course, you know, correction. And we go over here and we try something. And sometimes I've done certain things in my life and you guys can probably all relate to this as well, where you do something and you feel like this is it. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Yep. Students. Right. Yep. For me, it was kids. It was like, I can't imagine ever doing that's anything right. else. And then God stretches you, right? You get a right. 6 o'clock a.m. phone call saying you're going to come and preach because Brian doesn't have a voice. Yeah. He wants you to preach his message. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> right? right. Um, and so it's just like stepping out and saying, I, okay. I, I love that, Christine. You, you're exactly right. It made me think of 
so youth ministry, I loved it. I mean, that's that's where it started for me. And then I got the phone call from Pastor Scott Kramer. Oh, you were, you're, okay. I got the phone call. You got the phone call. <laughs> have lunch. And, and, and the conversation turned to, have you ever thought about leaving student ministry mm-hmm. and working in adult ministry with, you know, Pastor Brian and him? And I was like, no, I didn't, I never thought about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I had the gifting. I knew there was a lot involved that I wasn't experienced with. Yeah. I, right. Mm-hmm. But I knew when I prayed about it and, and earnestly opened my heart mm-hmm. to God, w- your will, not mine. Very difficult because I was very yes. comfortable. <laughs> but I believe God has us on a journey. That's right. I don't think we just stay in one place. And, you, you think of Jesus. He didn't stay in one place. Mm-hmm. He was constantly right. on the move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Apostle Paul constantly on the move. So God, I believe, has us on this incredible journey. And I don't think he's going to overwhelm us, right? It's, it's are we faithful with a little? Then he'll give us more. And I think the other thing you said that's important that we need to do, we can't see our gifts, but sometimes others can. Yes. <laughs> so don't, don't be offended or hurt or why'd you put me in that position? It's because they see something in you that you don't see in yourself. Yeah, I, I think it's a great question that's asked because it's the key to the whole series, really. I mean, we're going to take these next four weeks. We're, we did it five. It's shape. So spiritual gifts, heart, passion, all of that, you, I feel like many times it's good that we're praying about that, but many times you can pray about something and you don't feel that answer. It's like, God, I want to know. Yeah. You can read your Bible and it'll, it very rele- won't say, thou shalt do this as a career. Thou shalt do this ministry. Right. It will talk the about... the King James Version. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even the King James Version doesn't say that. But God has given you a passion. He's given you gifts. He's mm-hmm. given you abilities and a personality. And you, we all have experiences. And it's that shaping of our lives mm-hmm. that God's going to use to direct you to yeah. how you're going to find your true purpose. Yeah. Yep. I think I remember Valerie Burton wrote a book. She's spoken here before, and she's written a bunch of books. And one of the first books that I read of hers was called Listen to Your Life. Mm-hmm. And it was so good because it was that. It was that very thing is like lean into your spiritual gifts and your heart and your natural abilities, the things that make you come alive, your personality, your experiences, the hurt, right? Like pain has a purpose if we let it. And, um, and so it was that whole, like, look back at your entire life. And there's parts of my life where I thought, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want Mm -hmm. to relive that. I don't want to acknowledge that. I want to actually pretend those things never happened. But it was all a part of God's plan Mm -hmm. of saying, no, this is who you are. And this is, the direction I want you to go in because that's how I've wired you and what I've, what I've put inside of you to now make a difference in the world around you. Yeah, and one final thought, I know we'll want to move on, but I think another thing, our, our perception of God, you know, we often mm-hmm. talk about God is not, he's not against us. He's for us. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I think sometimes I've heard people say over the years, like, I, I feel like God just wants me to wear burlap and pass out beans in a foreign country. And listen, if that's what God wants you to do, then you should do it. But even in our purposes, it it doesn't have to be something that seems menial and like Mm -hmm. I'm just putting myself down. Mm -hmm. It it can, we certainly can do that in a humble way, Mm -hmm. but we've got to fulfill that purpose. If you're a school teacher and you're doing that as a part of your Mm -hmm. career, that's a calling. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for doing that. So it really is. Yeah. So so it can look different Mm -hmm. for all of us. Right. And so Mm -hmm. one of the things that we're really focusing on in this series, you mentioned the word unique earlier Mm -hmm. and we're talking about individual callings and purposes, but 
one of the things that we are focusing on for this series is the acronym of SHAPE. And I've now heard a couple of you guys mention it a few times. So, Christine, can you take a second and talk to us about that acronym and, and break down what it means so that we can help everyone yeah. understand what to, it's how we designed the series. So what we, yeah. Yeah. What we got. Absolutely. And it's, and it's based on the book uh, Shape by Eric Reese, um, which, yes, is the, thank you, Vanna, um, <laughs> which actually um, came out of The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like the follow-up for that. But shape is, um, so I think, I think I look at it, I don't think I do, I do look at it like a puzzle piece, right? It was a puzzle, right? And there's five different pieces to a puzzle that makes up who we are and God, how God has uniquely wired each of us. And so your spiritual gifts are the gifts that God has given us. And Pastor Brian and Jeanette did a great job talking about that. And there's a test if you haven't taken it yet. Uh, if you go to spiritualgiftstest.com, mm -hmm. it's a free test um, and your spiritual gifts change. And it's kind of love what you said at the end of your message about like, like this, there, we have unwrapped gifts inside of us and God is just waiting for us to open them exactly up and to right. use them. Um, our heart speaks to what we're passionate about, right? Um, the things that we love to do, the things that make us come alive that mm -hmm. we, which she's you know, preaching on this Sunday. So. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for this Sunday. Oh my goodness. I am so excited about the message for this weekend. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then our abilities, right? Like what are the things that just come natural to us? I remember for a long time, long, long time thinking, I have no purpose because I have no natural abilities. Like mm -hmm. to me, I attach that to, I can't sing, I can't play a musical instru instrument. I'm not athletic at all. No rhythm, no nothing. So like what, how? You can cook. So I can cook. That is true. <laughs> but um, I just remember thinking, gosh, I, so that means I have no purpose, right? Yep. Abilities, natural abilities is a piece of the puzzle, but it's not the whole puzzle, right? right? right. It's not who God created yeah. you to be. Um, and then personality, I love. There's a website, again, 16, the number 16, personalities.com. 16personalities.com. Again, free mm -hmm. test um, for you to discover how God, you, your personality. Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Are you a big picture person? Are you a behind the scenes person? Are you, mm -hmm. you know, so I could go on and on about that, but Pastor Scott is going to do that in week four. Mm -hmm. um, and then our experiences, and man, that's where I talked about earlier, just looking back at your life, like the good experiences and the yep. bad experiences, yep. right? How mm -hmm. God wants to take our mess and turn it into a message mm -hmm. um, to really change that. the world around us. Mm -hmm. So, yes. so much. So when you put all those pieces together, you listen to your life, you put all those pieces together, that's what helps you identify, oh, this is how God uniquely yep. wired me. And we can stop comparing ourselves to other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'd look at introverts and I'd be like, oh, if I could just be more quiet like them or if I, you know what I mean, could mm -hmm. be more into details and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I beat myself up. But now what I do is because I've leaned into who God created me to be, I celebrate who I am. It's not easy. I don't do that all the time. I still fall into the comparison trap. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's just one step closer to because like, so you said it, comparison is the ultimate insult to God. It really right? is, yeah. It so is. stop that. Figure out who you are and how God has wired mm -hmm. you. Celebrate yeah. it and step into it. That's exactly yep. right. Heard it here first. And we, and we can learn <laughs> from others, but don't try to be like yes. them. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I love listening to other preachers, but I don't want to be like them. Yeah. I can learn from them, 
but God wired me yeah. uniquely. Like they're already like that. doing that. That's right. We need you to do, yeah. do I, you. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's where you fall yeah. into the comparison trap, yeah. which is just a killer. I mean, you, you uh, will not win with that. I can tell you, 30, 32 years ago when I started, I followed Pastor Swank, mm. and I loved him, but I, I was completely different, like in my delivery and the mm. way. Mm. And it re, I really battled that earlier. Mm. I was mm. thinking, I, gotta, I need to be like. And the minute God set me free from that, and, and what Pastor Swank was was amazing. But for me to try to imitate that or be like him, that's never going to work. Nope. You just have to be natural in who God created you to be. That's probably one of my greatest battles, honestly, is um, like every time I get up to speak here, I think I'm not like Brian. I'm not like Eric. I'm not like Scott. I'm more of a storyteller. I'm more, and I'm not a man, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a part Do of it. Do you sweat and spit? <laughs> then you're Do not I? like Hubbard. Yeah. Then you're, Do you're, I? Not, you're not like Hubbard. I mean, Do that's I? critical. I don't know. Spirit of honest um, feedback. But that's true. Like, it's so true. Like, we've got to find our voice. Yep. And we right. have to so step into the invitations that God has given us. And we do that with mm-hmm. authority. The same the same power and authority that, that rose Christ from the dead lives in me. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so, like, let's step into it and not be right. afraid. Be and live without afraid. awareness, right? I, it's so funny you said that because I literally just read that two days ago and wrote it on my mirror and in my like journals of living like you believe that that power is in you and it it just transforms like yeah yeah, and when you talk about Mm -hmm. the the fruit and bearing good fruit and stuff there are things that choices and decisions like we talked about the forks and the roads Mm -hmm. that you're going to come to where it's like if you just like take a second and believe the Mm -hmm. power that's in you when you think that you can't that power says Oh yes, you can. That's right. And let's go and watch what happens. And that's such a big deal to believe that that literally that power is right here, and it's going to help you get there. Um, So speaking of spiritual gifts, Brian, you you preached about this on Sunday. What are they? Help us. You you put up a graphic during that um, during your message about where we can find information about the spiritual gifts throughout the Bible. They're mentioned a couple of times, Mm -hmm. and there's different kinds of spiritual gifts. So. What are they, and how to how do we find out what ours are? Well, you know, if you're sitting there with your Bible tonight, or you're jotting some things down, First Corinthians twelve, um, Eric mentioned it earlier. Those are the manifestational gifts: mm-hmm. healing, miracles, uh, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Those are manifestational, and you can take time to read that. The ministry gifts are found in Romans twelve: mm-hmm. uh, encouraging, exhortation, preaching, teaching, leading, uh, giving is one of those gifts. Uh, and then the motivational gifts we talk about, we're all called to bear fruit, but then there are, there are motivational gifts that God gives to the church to equip, to build up the body of Christ. That's what pastors and evangelists and teachers, uh, prophets and apostles do. <clears throat> I think the first thing about that, you need to identify it. And if you heard what Christine said, uh, man, go on those links, you know, where you can do it for free. Obviously, a big part of it here at GT, get involved in the pathway. Uh, this Sunday mm-hmm. is GT and 60. Yes. That's the first Join step. Us. Join us. Man, we'd love to meet you and get to know you. Uh, I want to tell you, the longer I've been in ministry, it's less about my success or how well I do. I want to see other people succeed and fulfill their. We are the body of Christ, like Eric said. So come join us this week. We'd love to meet you. That's the first step. All right. Um, and then you go to, you know, first steps and, you know, following those things. And that's a big part of the pathway is identifying what your gifts are. People stood Sunday uh, who said, I don't know what my gifts are. And you said, well, I don't know what mine are. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, God cannot wait for you to find out. So you need to. Can I just say something about yeah, that? Yeah, please. I, I remember, because um, I don't, for the view, 
those of you who are familiar with life coaching, like people pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for someone to walk beside them and help them find their mm -hmm. purpose and discover their purpose, right? Yep. And That's all right. the different things. We do that in first steps. Yep. We actually do a shape workshop. We have a, a team of serve coaches that will come alongside of you and help pull those things out of you. And then you can test drive in different ministries and get your feet wet and hang around other people right. that share your passions. And so I love that. It is mm -hmm. invaluable. That's what yeah. changed my life and helped me to identify God's calling yeah. in my life. And I'm so glad you guys mentioned that because I, I just know for a fact at the Kutztown campus, there are some that still have not taken those first mm -hmm. steps. And I, I couldn't encourage you more. That's this right. weekend, we're, both campuses, yeah. we're doing this. GT and 60, I say it all the time. I just want I just want to encourage somebody you haven't done it yet. Both campuses. Mm -hmm. This is your week. Mm -hmm. Do right. it. I'm just telling just do yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I actually um my story like coming through the Kutztown campus actually I decided a while ago that I wanted to start serving and that was part of it when I was walking, sitting, um, going through the coaching. And it was around the time, ironically, I guess, or you know, maybe not ironically, <laughs> um, where I was also trying to understand what my purpose is, and but also wanting to serve at church. So it was to me, it wasn't related. And I sat down for coaching to start getting plugged in at Kutztown. Yep. And the very first thing they told me was like, "Go take this spiritual gifts test, and we will like we want to know what your gifts are." And I was like. Oh, so do I. Like, yeah, so do I. Oh, okay, let's do this. Yeah. And and from there, it just kind of spiraled and and helped me like feel more confident to take the steps that I needed to take to find the right place to serve and like now join staff here. It was really cool. But I did it at Kusan, so and, I'm like, and it's yes, cool. Go, like, I'll do it. I remember the first conversation you and I had uh -huh. because you were in a place where it, it, you almost seemed frustrated mm -hmm. because you didn't know mm -hmm. like your your direct purpose or your clear purpose yeah. and what's next and you wanted to get involved yeah. but you were just in this in this place of unsureness and yeah. I like I like when people come to me like that because yeah. I'm like they're ready yeah. I know they're yeah. ready yeah. now yeah. so here's here's yeah. what we're gonna do you get to help unwrap the gift yeah right? and and now you know we see you and it's like you're a totally different person yeah. so it's, it's cool it's really yeah. cool I mean my first email I think she was like um so like yeah. I kind of want to I don't know I really, I use a lot of, I don't know, yeah. but maybe, I don't know, maybe someone help me. Which tells me you really do know, yeah. but we yeah. need to help you. And, and I'll say this, you don't just use it in, inside the church. Uh, we really need to celebrate people that serve outside yeah. the church. Yeah. And thank God for yeah. those who serve in the nursery, student ministries, kids ministries. But uh, Josh Lee, you don't see him here tonight, but he's running the camera. Right. He's bringing this to you, to your living room. Mm -hmm. He just got back from a trip in India. Mm -hmm. So he's using his gifts. We talk about both across the street and around the world, mm -hmm. uh, how powerful to be able to use those gifts. And so yeah. if you're sitting on a school board, you know, and you're watching this later, you're using those gifts. Right. So it's right. not just the church. Thank God for that. But yeah. it's also, we use it in our job, our work. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a big part of it. Yep. Yeah, we have these really awesome just here at GT these really awesome partnerships um, in our local go groups mm -hmm. that if you are looking to serve in the community in some way and you don't even know how to take the first step we have some of those opportunities too that may be um, where you're feeling called to or mm -hmm. where you feel like your purpose is so yeah. we have those opportunities too just you can like find you out about that at GT and 60 right find yeah. out about it That's so what right. I'm hearing yeah. is go to GT, to GT and 60 <laughs> we've got coffee <laughs> we've got fruit yes. and pastries and That's right. <laughs> we have fun that's, yeah, right. that's right. That's right. It's so fun. Um, so, all right, we've talked a lot about spiritual gifts and purpose and everything. And 
Now I think I want to pivot the conversation a little bit and talk about culture versus God, mm -hmm. right? What is culture saying? What are we experiencing in our culture? And what does God say? So when you're deciding what to do with your life, it can really feel overwhelming. And we were having a conversation before this started about, you know, when we turn 18, having to make that decision, like, do we go to college? Do we put our, like, finances and resources into pursuing a, a degree in something or do we jump right into the job market and yep. so it can feel overwhelming and also like there's a lot of pressure so Brian can you help us understand how we can overcome the pressure of the world slow down I've heard that a lot from you guys too slowing down mm -hmm. how can we overcome the pressure of the world slow down and find what God is calling us mm -hmm. to yeah I it is a tremendous it's a tremendous pressure in our culture and sometimes in our families um, you know, when we're deciding, you know, from like 18 to 25, you're making some of the biggest decisions you're ever going to make in your life. Where am I going to work? Am I going to get married? What are those kind of things? I think there's a lot of pressure. And I really, I think the best thing I could say to you tonight to encourage you, I think this is a really powerful teaching to think about. Like, how am I shaped? Mm -hmm. What are my gifts? What are my abilities? You know, what are some of my experiences? What are, um, what am I passionate about? You know, I used to tell my boys as they were growing up, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Now, you'll have tough days, but passion is a deciding difference in our life. So I, you really don't want to miss this Sunday when Christine speaks about that because I, it's not just, oh, wasn't he lucky? No, maybe they were passionate mm -hmm. and they went after mm -hmm. it. Um, well, I, you'll work hard. You can be passionate, right. but you're, you're going to still work, that's right. That's right. but it's going to feel different. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It just feels so different yeah. when you're working towards something you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think another thing, too, that was alluded to earlier, but I've talked about it for years, is a life map. Mm -hmm. uh, we've all had, you know, if you take, you know, the last 10 years of your life, there's things that were great above the line and things below just you know one day just think about that think about your life you know know who you are mm -hmm. and and just process that i think sometimes we really underestimate the story of our lives and we you hear me say it all the time uh we all have a story and all of them matter to god and so i think it's really important that you as we said earlier have an intentional pause just hit the pause button slow down uh because i've talked to many people and they, they've spent four or five years, you know, studying. They've gotten taken on some debt to do that. And now they really don't like what they do. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you're not alone if you feel like mm -hmm. that. But even I've, in another way, I've talked to people who have done that. But they said, you know what? I'm not going to do this the rest of my life. And so they've done, made some changes, and now they were working in one realm, but now they're really feeling like I'm closer to the purpose God's called me to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah. culturally, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think... Um, when we live in this culture that's so fast-paced, that is so, like, to make the next decision, it doesn't leave a lot of room for pausing and slowing mm -hmm. down and thinking. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? We are making mistakes, and someone just dropped a couple grand, mm -hmm. and <laughs> they wouldn't have even done that if they would have paused for a second. Mm -hmm. But um, So it, it can be easy to get wrapped up, too, in a dead-end job mm -hmm. or something that we feel like is super mundane and then we end up feeling like man there's got to be something raise your hand more. if that ever happened to you <laughs> yeah right like, okay, yeah, I just want to everyone y'all yeah. raising your hands we can see you <laughs> um but it's so easy and to and then to feel like there has got to be something more than just waking up mm -hmm. going and punching the clock and coming home and yeah. doing it all over the next day so mm -hmm. eric <laughs> how yeah. do we explore what God's calling us to when we are caught in that trap? How do we break that cycle? Yeah, well, I don't know if we break it. I think we have to remain faithful um, to wherever God has put us. 
So my example is um, at 18, I got saved and I was already in my career at that point because I knew college was out. Mm -hmm. School just isn't my thing. So I knew I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to go to college. I had a great opportunity to jump into a family business, which I did, and I liked it. I really did. Um, Then I got saved, and I worked that job for five five years, and then I had this this nudge by the Lord, like, I want to use you in full-time ministry. So I'm serving at GT. I'm loving what I'm doing. I have a mortgage, I'm married, all these responsibilities, and and it's like, what do I do? I really can't go to Bible school. That's not going to work because Mm -hmm. I I can't do that full time. But you know what I can do? I can do it online. And so that's what I started doing. I started, I kept working my job. I kept serving and growing my gifts, right? I love that. Um, even though I was dead tired from landscaping, when you're in the, when you're in that spot, that, that sweet spot using your gifts, it's just awesome. I mean, yeah. I loved it. So then I took classes online. And the other thing was I went to Pastor Brian and I let him know this, this is where I'm at in life. Like, I just feel like mm-hmm. I have this calling. Like, I just, I want to work with junior hires. And GT was not in a position at that point to, to hire me and it was okay. I was just going to keep serving and keep being faithful, keep trusting God, just keep doing the right thing. Mm. And I believe all day long, God honors that. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, it was 16 years of serving, of doing what I love, and God was blessing this church in huge ways. And I'll never forget in 2006, Pastor Brian, hey, we we have a part-time position. I was just like, I'll take it. (laughs) Um, And and it was only part-time. But it, it was that open door, and I had to make some hard decisions. You know, how, how am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. And the church was, was gracious enough to, to work through that with me. So I, still, I was still digging holes landscaping uh, part-time, and then I would come and do um, ministry part-time. And, again, just remaining faithful, just trusting God. You know, sometimes we can get distracted, and, but I knew... GT is, is where the Lord wanted me. I had just vested so much into it, had so many relationships built. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, you just got to remain faithful, and God will honor that. Mm-hmm. And, and in 2008, that was the call. It was, I'll never forget it, life-changing for me mm-hmm. um, that, that I came here full-time. Yeah. So sometimes it's not immediate. Yeah. Don't panic. Don't freak yeah. out. Stay faithful, mm-hmm. you know. And how different... Would your path have looked mm-hmm. had you not been patient and faithful versus what your path ended up looking like, right? Yeah, I'd have a lot more regrets, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we all have enough of those that we don't need anymore. <laughs> we don't need right. more. Yeah. And I think I was thinking of two things as you were talking about that. So for some people, it is full-time ministry, right? But for mm-hmm. most, it's not. Right. And I remember you saying when Jim and I first started coming to the church, we had a pastor's welcome class. And mm-hmm. uh, you had a pastor's welcome class. Mm-hmm. And I remember you... at at one point looking out at all of us in that class and saying, we are all ministers. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes what we perceive as a mundane job mm. is our perspective at the time. Yeah. But when we can, it, we can, if we choose, make a mindset shift mm-hmm. and right. decide that maybe that mundane job is right where God wants me right now. And how can I make this a ministry? So at the time I owned a cafe 
um, yeah. in Kutztown, and and I it was it had become drudgery for me. Honestly, like, it was just like, oh my gosh, every day I'm here and I'm you know just schlepping bagels and like which, oh which cafe? Yeah. Which cafe? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just but that helped me. It, it shifted my focus, and I started to say, how can this be my ministry? So then it, all of a sudden I started to look at that all mundane. I'm just putting in. cream cheese on a, and making a cup of a, a cup of coffee became like. I can mentor these young girls who work for me oh, right. and these young guys who work for me. I can, you, I can actually be like the town bartender and I'm not mm-hmm. serving alcohol. I'm actually serving hope. Yep. Right. And they're now my customers are coming in and they're talking to me and they're sharing their heart with me and I'm becoming a part of the community. It, but it started with just a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. So what may seem mundane can become sacred if you yeah. choose. And, and can I just say that, you know, you know, we talk uh, in our in our missions area, we talk about BAM, business as mission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's what, what I've often said. You know, many times people think, oh, I got to do this to make a living. How about making a life? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it, it's so critical. I mean, when you think of the Apostle Paul, who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, mm-hmm. you know what else he did? He made tents. Mm-hmm. I don't know how exciting it is to make tents. <laughs> I, I'm not handy. I don't sew. I don't do any of that. But mm-hmm. he made tents. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's passion. It's what she read earlier. Whatever you do, whatever work your hands are to, do it for the Lord. And And it changes your perception. In landscape, I had left the family business and then started my own with another brother in the Lord. And we had made a commitment, you know, we were going to honor God through this business. And so what we would do, because he worked with young people also, in the summer, we would hire kids from the youth group. So now it wasn't about making a li- living. It was about making a difference in somebody's mm-hmm. life. Oh, right. Right. And so yeah. people like yeah. Joe Gagne, Peter Good, they were all work. And it, it wasn't just about hiring someone. Yeah. That was mentoring. Yeah. And it was, it was just preparation for them, for me. It was just incredible. Mm-hmm. What I'm hearing all of you out. say is that you shifted the focus from the thing that you were doing to the people that you were exactly. interacting with, mm-hmm. the people you were coming in contact with. And isn't that exactly yes. what Jesus did? That's what ministry is. Exactly right. It's a heart right. shift. Yep. It's also not to say that if you're in something that you feel like is not giving you life at all, there's nothing wrong with you exploring other options. There's right. nothing wrong with you becoming a student of yourself, mm. leaning into how God uniquely wired you and saying, maybe I'm supposed to be doing that. Like, mm-hmm. that's okay. Sometimes yeah. we feel disloyal when we do that. But that's being faithful to what God is. Yeah, I was actually going to ask that earlier. I know you talked about holy discontent before about like in in the sense that you experienced something and that created a passion in you. But I was going to ask, like, do you feel like God gives us discontent in the sense of like, you know what? I really don't like what I'm doing here as like indicators that we need to move on. We need to take a different direction with our life. I've heard stories, one story of someone stuck in this job, this mundane job. Mm -hmm but they didn't have enough courage to leave it to pursue what they really wanted mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, they were fired. Wow. I'm like, <laughs> and, and I just wanted to give them a mind shift. I said, what if, what if God and his amazing ability to see ahead actually ordained that because he knew you just, you couldn't Needed do it. that. Mm-hmm. And, and he orchestrated that to get you into something. And Wouldn't that just be like God strong. to do that? You know, th- this, is, this is old research, but uh, probably five years ago I read this. Only 27% of Americans enjoy their job. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right? So if you feel that tonight, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. All right? And, again, what Eric said about being faithful, you need to do that. But then what Christine said, too, like, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things I think we're going to regret in life, um, it's not what we've done. You know, you talk to, I just buried my grandmother, 100 years old. 
You talk to people in their 90s and ask them what they regret. Seldom will they say, I shouldn't have said this, I shouldn't have done that, because um, we all do that. Mm -hmm. They'll say, I regret that I never tried to do that. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is what I never attempted to do. And I think when we talk about shape and our spiritual gifts and our abilities, that's really what we're saying is just mm -hmm. to do, God's handcrafted us to do something, yeah. mm -hmm. whether it's in the church, whether it's in your business, yep. or, the, or the job you're working that's in. That's right. And I think sometimes in another piece of our culture that we haven't quite touched on yet, and I'd like to touch on it a little bit now, one of the reasons why we are afraid to make those shifts or take that big step, what feels like a big step towards something different, is because we're comparing ourselves to others through like social media, and we're, we're not necessarily seeing the small behind-the-scenes steps and hard work that went into someone else's success that we're seeing as a highlight reel on social media. So how can we break that cycle, right? Like how do we get out from underneath that kind of comparison of I want to, I want this thing, but I, ha I look right now like she looks or he looks. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I should just stay where I'm at, and now I'm keeping. I'm already keeping up with the Joneses, which you said earlier. I'm sorry for anyone named Jones. But, um, how do we break that? How do we get out of that? Oh man, I think there's a mind shift there. Also, I mean, you know, with social media, a lot of times what you're looking at is the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Right, you're looking at that photo that took 49 times to take. Mm -hmm. You didn't see the 48 shots where the you're, you you were angry at your kid or whatever. <laughs> it, it's it's people's highlight reels, and we can't live up to other people's highlights reels. Mm -hmm. So we we need to be very careful with social media. You know, I try to use it as a tool for good to encourage others, and but you need to be careful because it is easy yeah. to get caught up with. Um, I use it. I'm not against it at all, but um, it, just realize it's a highlight reel. Yeah. I'm going to take that question one step further. Someone actually submitted, what if I feel driven and called to do something by God, but my family is pushing me mm. in a different direction with my talents? So now we just took it from what strangers or what we're seeing on social media. Now it's like our mm -hmm. trusted community. Yeah. How do we overcome that? I think it's important to, anytime we receive feedback, to, first of all, take it to God, right, to discern. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think that sometimes we can do one of two things. We can say, oh, that's stupid, and we just ignore it. Or sometimes we can give too much weight to it. Mm -hmm. um, and there needs to be a balance, and, um, and we need to go to the Holy Spirit, right, for direction. I think my, the first thing I thought of was ask why, right? So if, mm -hmm. if it's your parents or if it's, you know, whoever, spouse or whatever, Ask them why. Like, why do you think that this is better for me than this? And listen. Mm -hmm. Listen to That's what really they're saying. Question. Listen to the feedback. Process that feedback. Take it to God. Filter it through his hands. And, and so, as, yeah, as opposed to just shrug, shrugging it off. So that would be the first thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. I think many times I, I've often said that when you're giving or getting feedback, the most important person is the one receiving it. Because even when someone is being critical mm -hmm. or they're kind of insulting you, your attitude toward that, you can even learn from critics mm -hmm. if your attitude's right. So I think that's critical what Christine said. Obviously, you're looking to the Word and you're looking to God because we want to honor Him. And you certainly believe that parents are wanting what's best for you. Mm -hmm. But um, 
as a parent, we've got to be careful, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we love our kids, but we can sometimes just be directing them based on what we think, you know, and I'm not talking about just living out my dream through my kids, but mm-hmm. sometimes even very subtly we can do that where I think it's to help our kids become self-aware to mm-hmm. see how God has shaped right. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are get shaped in our homes too, but it's more important how God has shaped them. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's so important to be a student mm-hmm. of yourself. Because if you know yourself and you, you do the work, and it's, it is work. It, it's not an easy yeah. thing. It's not just, okay, take that assessment. You're done. Now you know yourself. No, it's work. It it's t- hard to takes, be honest with yourself. It really, really yeah. is. But then when you know, like, this is how God has wired me, you know. Mm-hmm. When somebody gives you feedback, you're able to say, oh, okay, thank you. Wow. And then you're able to say, but, the, you know, like, but this is my personality, and that doesn't lend itself to that. And these are my experiences, which makes me think I need to go in this direction. And you can have more confidence mm-hmm. in your I, You know, choices. we did this years ago, but uh, a book that it's one of the, you know, when I think of the top ten books that impacted me, Now Discover Your Strengths. Mm-hmm. So much of business, ministry, mm-hmm. we work on trying to, you know, build up people's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. We want to make them a better manager, a better this, a better that. Uh, which you need to work those weaknesses up to a certain level. But I think what we really need to do is discover our strengths. What am I really good at? Mm -hmm. Uh, And putting your time and energy into that, and many times why we feel we're stuck in a dead-end job is that what I'm doing isn't maximizing my abilities, my gifts, or any of that, and that's why I feel stuck because I'm passionate about this, but I'm doing that. So a great book, if you're looking just to grow and mature in that, read that book. It really talks in a very powerful way about dealing with your weaknesses and you got to get them up to a certain level, but, mm-hmm. but work and maximize your strengths. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's so good. All right. So that is, that was a really great conversation. Is there anything that we didn't get to touch on that? Any final, any final thoughts from the gallery? <laughs> well, I, I just really hope this motivated and encouraged somebody to seek out what their gifts are. I, I really do. It, it just excites me because I know in my own life when I started to experience them, it, it really changed my walk with others and my walk with the Lord. It really did. I walked with confidence, you know, knowing how God wired me and the gifts he's given me, and then I can make a difference with these. So I'm hoping somebody, a, a lot of people, will take that step this week. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about David and Goliath, right? So uh, when David went out there on the battlefield, he was given the armor, you know, put this on, put this on. And, and he was just, he was, he, no, I'm not, I'm not going to put on somebody else's armor. I'm not going to wear somebody else's purpose for my life. I'm going to lean into who God created me to be. And he slayed a giant because he was true to who he was. Mm. And I, I just feel like that's what God wants for all of us. Yep to be yeah to do feels like the secret right Mm -hmm. i think how i would close i I was working on the message for week five which will be the the wrap-up to this and experiences and experiences are are powerful and they can be life-changing i've gone through an experience almost five years ago that wow i just thought it could be game over here and um or maybe you've made a mistake or you're caught in sin or something you think there's Mm -hmm. no way god could use me and i Mm -hmm. i want to look right at you tonight and say that absolutely is not true Uh, no failure no pain we've gone through is ever wasted by god and so experience is again part of that which shapes you whether it's gifts or passion Mm -hmm. abilities and uh, again just understand your story and uh, and continue using it for god that made me think of the um, Camus and Clay song. Yeah, what that a powerful song. 
the sermon this past Sunday. Again, if you missed um, this week's sermon from Pastor Brian talking about spiritual gifts, the first letter of our SHAPE acronym, you can go back and watch it on our website, on our app, and now you can also listen on our podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast app. Um, you but, can sing Canvas and Clay right now. No, wanna, I cannot. That is up. not a gift I'm giving. No, no. We'll be your backup Absolutely. Oh, uh, what else? oh, let's do it. Oh, wow. Nope, nope. That's not going to happen. Sorry for everyone. If that's, I'm with you, Melissa. No. I'm out. We okay, try, cool. We tried to stretch her. We tried to stretch her. Even. I'm out. What I'm hearing is that can be like a separate... Tune in next Wednesday for Brian and Christine's version <laughs> of Canvas and Clay. You can already listen or to it this on iTunes. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to record right after this. Yeah. It's going to be great, guys. You're going to love it. Uh, oh, brother, that went somewhere I wasn't expecting. All right, let's wrap this up. Just a reminder, there are, again, a lot of incredible resources out there for you. If you have been feeling a little lost or a little frustrated or have been wondering for a while what your purpose is, what God is calling you to. We recommend taking the next step, visiting spiritualgiftstest.com. We'll post it in the comments below. And um, take that test. Take a second to really start to uncover and peel back the layers of what God has given you. So that would be a really great first step. Um, We also have some incredible resources like this Shape, can you see it? The shape book. Yes, this one, that the shape book. It's it's a really great resource, not only to to read, um, but it's also acting as a workbook. So if you want to pick one up, we have it available at Scrolls. You can also get it where at your favorite local bookstore or anywhere that you like to shop for your books. Um, it is like I mentioned, a workbook that you can get now. We have four more weeks left in this series. You can get this book now and walk through the book with us as we're walking through. It. And as always, we always welcome any questions. If you ever want to sit down, talk with the pastor, definitely get in contact with us. Um, and one of the best things, again, that you can do is join us live on a Sunday. Come join us. I would love to see you guys on a Sunday, either here at Westlawn or at our Kutztown campus with Pastor Eric, um, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at both locations. And if you're from a further distance away, we are so excited you're joining us. You can always catch our services live on GT Live and on Facebook Live, um, broadcasted on a Sunday. And again, you can always go back on our website and watch. And I, I would say this too, as you're talking yeah. about that. You know, we said we're, none of us are doing this alone. So right. this week is GT and sixty. Yep. Um, at 9.30, 12.30. Man, we'd love to meet you. Start the conversation. Ten thirty 10.30 and 12.30. 10.30. I yeah. thought That's right. 10:30. If you leave at 9.30, you'll be walking right out of the middle of her sermon. So, yeah, don't do that. Uh, don't do that. 10.30, 12.30. You guys have it in Kutztown this yep, week? Yep, 10.30. Yeah. So at both campuses, man, we'd love to start a conversation with you and get to know your story. And uh, so join us for GT and 60. It's always yeah. a great step. That's right. And then at the end of our handcrafted series, we are actually going to be holding our very first serve link on March 29th. So if you're thinking about taking the next step to serve here at our GT campuses, whether Westlawn or at Kutztown, you'll have the opportunity at ServeLink to meet all of the leaders of the various serve teams that we have here and ask some questions, learn a little bit more about the opportunities we have. But if you have already been thinking like that may be my next step and you haven't walked through the pathway or gone to a GT and 60, definitely that's another reason why you want to get to that GT and 60 this Sunday. That is the start. That's the first step. If you've already walked through that and you're looking to take that next step, 
Join us on March 29th for our serve link. You'll be able to meet a whole bunch of us and talk to us about what opportunities we have. We want to help you find your best fit. And so, um, again, lots of great opportunities. So really good stuff. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to chat with us today. If you have any comments or questions after this, as always, or if you're re-watching this, feel free to just comment below your questions. We'll be monitoring that, and we'll do our best to answer everything that we can for you guys. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. We look forward to seeing you this Sunday, either here at West Lawn or at Sound, 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. Have a great night, everybody.